0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Minute Truth Radio Show, OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Today, our featured guest is going to take a metaphysical approach to preparing yourself becoming stronger in the face of these dark times. He's been on before. You'll recognize him right away. But before we begin, I just want to tell you that I learned this past week exactly how much my primary care doctor hates me. And a good friend of mine goes to see him and she's got a high blood pressure reading. And the doctor's like, oh my God, this is terrible. This is horrible. He's got all these nurses coming in. They're they're checking her like crazy, saying, "We, we can't let you leave until... We get this down. They're giving her cookies. And they're giving her crackers. And when she told me this story, I was thinking to myself, you son of a bitch. Because I came into that office about a year prior. And I had the same blood pressure reading. And the doctor was like, yeah, you're fine. It just happens. Yeah, I'm not really concerned. You can go home. She got the five star treatment and the palms read over her and her last rites read. And I was just sent home. No crackers, no cookies, no lollipops. Just, just go home. Doctor's office, not a fan of me. I don't think the doctor's office today is a fan of anyone that asks questions, you know, has some common sense questions. I don't know about you, but I still have the uh, people who've been vaccinated trying to get me to join them keep on saying oh you know because you're not getting vaccinated you're not doing your part to protect others i'm thinking to myself I'm like isn't that what the vaccine's supposed to do is to protect others and protect you like what do i have anything to do with it it's just it's just defying a logic and you got so many people out there pushing for it so you need to get it and they've already been vaccinated so i don't know it's just weird Not going to do it, not into it. And then they say, well, don't you want to become a part of society? You need to to do this in order to rejoin society. I'm like, no, 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 I I don't think I want to join this society. I think I'm going to wait for this society to go away. This society of people that walk around, don't question anything, they're just drones. And now I think that that society is going to go away. I'm going to wait for a new society to come in and then I'll join that one. A new society where people that are all about critical thinking and then they're very much into vegan cheese. And that's the society I'm going to wait around for. And that's the society I'm going to join. This one I'm going to pass on. Next train, please. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Maybe I was just dropped on my head a lot when I was a kid. Anyway, let us begin tonight's show. Welcome back to the show for the very fourth time. It's a great pleasure to have Mr. Dylan Charles Founder and editor of Waking Times. More about him by going to his website at wakingtimes.com. Mr. Charles is also a metaphysical teacher and he's been on some uh, interesting journeys. Charles, welcome back to our show.
1: Thank you, Ryan. It is definitely a pleasure to be here. You're one of the most interesting guys on. Would you say? Would you call yourself alternative radio, or how would you describe it?
0: I don't know. I'm just. I have to. Quite frankly, I think I'm just a genetic disaster. I'm like that car crash. You you just can't stop looking at, and it's nothing like majestic. It's just like it's so fugly. That's what my wife says. She goes, "You're (laughs) fugly."
1: That's funny. Yeah, I'm. I'm having. I'm sort of feeling like everything's transitioning. Everything's changing in our lives and in the dynamics of our just our world and and information has played such a key critical part in that. But at the same time, it's like, there's been so much pigeonholing of, of what information is and, and in that like the end result is that they've been able to block certain strains of information from people. So in the line of work that I do, I've been called fake news, Russian propaganda, conspiracy theorists, um, you know, all, all of it. And so I'm trying to figure out like exactly what it is, what it is that we have to offer people with information that isn't one, you know, that isn't desirable to the mainstream and to the uh, the establishment narratives. I
0: think people are actively seeking it. I mean, people are hungry. And, you know, Google changes their algorithm. And I think they're probably purposely doing this because they maybe they want to hide how many people are actually, you know, going to waking times or hide how many people are actively seeking out the information. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy. This past weekend, saying a little bit before, I got a chance to talk to Ron Paul and, well, and be at this event with um, Robert Kennedy. And Robert Kennedy mm-hmm. Jr. says the reason why people don't have any legitimate critical thinking skills right now. It's because they're paralyzed with fear. They're in such immersed with fear. And yeah. if they continue to immerse in that, I mean, you've got such a wonderful message. You've got so many experts that come to your side. I think you have to be out of a fear mindset to be able to absorb that and absorb anything else. I mean, what, how do you see it? And do you, From your experience, how do you kind of penetrate through somebody who's immersed in that fear?
1: Well Robert F Kennedy jr is exactly right I mean people are um, extremely fearful I mean that is well the other part of that let me just say this real quick is that, that there's also hypnotism going on there's mass mass hypnotism there's you know mass subconscious programming um, you know and fear is actually used to access the subconscious mind of the minds of the masses you know that would basically what we're seeing is that fear is once people are in a state of fear, it allows them, you know, makes them very easy and open to suggestion. You know, television does this in a way like just the, um, the actual, like physical, like flicker rates and stuff of television actually induce alpha brainwave states and hypnotic states into people's minds. But the, the social engineers and the people that have their, you know, that have their influence in the media, in Hollywood, you know, in, in, in the messaging from the government, they know very well that. That if they start their their messaging off with uh, some you know a fearful image, especially symbolism or imagery, then once they do that, then they can basically just say whatever they want to, and the subconscious mind of the viewer or the listener just picks it up and and uh, the subconscious mind incorporates that and turns that into uh, unconscious behaviors. So those unconscious behaviors manifest as compliance or uh, what I see a lot of, and that's what I've been helping people with uh, with specifically lately is self sabotage. So. Yeah, there's a lot to this, man. There's a lot to to unpack here. And, and, you know, when you talk about Google algorithms and such, I mean, there was a time when we had, I would say, close to organic reach through social media. And there was a large network of people that I would consider independent media or alternative news or what have you. There was a large network of people that were doing it. And some of them were really, really good at using uh, social media. But what we learned from then is that if our message is given – you know if if they open the gate on our message a whole lot of people really want to hear what we have to say a whole lot of people want to take the information that we're producing and putting out there and use it in their own lives to make their own lives better to give their lives more meaning to make them feel more connected to give them more sobriety and clarity to give them more uh to help them be on a path of more purpose you know that was the benefit of what we were doing and you know there's a lot of my colleagues and associates you know that I've known over you know the last 10 years I would even consider like you know Robert F Kennedy Jr is someone you know with his site children'shealthdefense.org you know, I repost a lot of their content because they're they're doing exactly that they're actually talking about the truth and, and and you know this the truth has a unique resonance to it right people know what the truth is if they don't hear the truth, they tend to pick whatever message tends to satiate their fear or right? or tends to like help get them through the day. But when somebody really hears the deep truth, they know it. And I think that's why, you know, I know that's why it's so important to keep a lot of these independent media organizations out of the, out of the public uh, view, you know, and so just to to wrap this comment up, I'll say that, now that they've shadow banned people, now that they've shut down all these alternative news or independent news, uh, social media accounts, Facebook pages, Twitter accounts, everything. Um, yeah, people, if you're out there, if you hear something like this, like you have to take more initiative than ever before to go out and seek the information that's going to realign you with your purpose, the information that's going to help you develop the strength, the courage, the integrity to move through what's happening because – as we're going to get to in this conversation, like this is a very pivotal time in history. I, I'm, I'm feeling the pressure of it. There's, there's never been a time like this in history. What's what about feel? to go?
0: What is it? What, what do you kind of sense or see?
1: I mean, I'm in a unique spot. Okay. You know, uh, I would, I say that I know a lot of people have been of this mindset as well, but I'm in the minority in that for twenty-something years, I've heard about this thing called the New World Order, right? That's been the, the the marketing slogan for it, right? The branding of it, you know. And what it is, it's basically a system of scientific control, right? It's a, it's a way to control the individual, to control their spending, to control their diet, to control, um, you know, their their healthcare, to to control what goes into their bodies, to control uh, who they associate with, how they associate with people. And and it's basically a system that gives a whole you know ninety nine plus percent of the people on the planet a disadvantage in relation to a very small group of very elite unelected uh, bureaucrat type folks, right? So they're they're basically they're, they've cast like a a cast net over the entire human race now, and 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 so what I feel right now is I feel like that net is is being wrapped around us, like the walls are closing in, you know, and I don't have to. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, folks, but like we don't have to play that game anymore. I mean just today in the news, there's a story about how many times the you know the ministries of health of whichever, whichever provinces of Australia, but like several of the most high-ranking health ministers in Australia are openly using the term new world order. You're going to have to get used to the new world order. They're actually saying this like verbatim. It's not – it's – You know, so go ahead and call me a conspiracy theorist for talking about the Great Reset or whatever. But look, on the ground in Australia, like there is a couple of experimental places where the lockdown is so severe that they'll have an apartment complex that's surrounded by police, that's monitored by whatever security personnel, and all incoming mail. To, to the people that live there is being, you know, sifted through and gone through. And so what the what the authorities or the, you know, the self-proclaimed authorities, the tyrants are doing, they're actually going through people's mail and taking gifts away from them that maybe family members sent, right? So this is this you wouldn't have ever heard of anything like this except in a high security prison. This is absolute insanity and it's happening today right now. So they're saying, "Hey, well, in order to stop COVID, we want to make sure um, that you guys don't drink too much alcohol. So you're allowed to receive a six pack of alcohol plus this many liters or milliliters of whatever liquor per day, per week, whatever. And if if somebody's if you order something online and it shows up, we'll confiscate it before it reaches your door. If somebody in your family member sends you a gift, we'll confiscate it from you before it reaches your door. And some of the other the other uh, powers that they've just usurped uh, over over Australians is that they just passed a law saying that we have the right now to alter your social media posts. So let's say I post, "Hey, I'm in I'm in opposition to the measures that are taking place in New South Wales." You'll put that message up on social media. Someone in the, you know, in the regime goes and finds that and changes the actual text, you know, to whatever it is that that they feel like favors them, you know. So they're they're in real time manipulating communications between people. And furthermore, folks, Another thing they just rolled out, or they're rolling out in Australia right now, is a government-sponsored um, app for your phone. That I don't look it up for yourselves, but certain, certain, um, uh, in certain areas, people will be required to have this on your phone. It features biometric identification and geolocation, and so you'll have this app on your phone, and you'll randomly at whatever time for whatever reason get a contact you know get contacted by the government through this app and you will have 15 minutes to respond with your face with your location and if you do not there this is in australia it, this is in australia if you don't do that it will initiate uh, you know basically essentially a state investigation against you we don't even put prisoners through this 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 kind of surveillance this kind of um, just absolute like intrusion right so yeah, so so what do I feel? I feel like we're we're I feel like we're running out of time to acknowledge this for what this is, right? But the flip side of the coin is that I feel like it's they're pushing so hard that they're going to lose their balance, right? People aren't going to accept this, you know, and what I mean by that by people is that people who have just been going along, you know, we can call them normies or whatever you want to call them. people who have just been going along workaday people who have been ignoring the so-called conspiracy theories. If you were to put up a, 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 you know, a police cordon around their residence and then, you know, steal mail from them while also prohibiting them from communicating to other family members and friends, that's a little bit too far. like that doesn't add up, I think, even to the average person's mind. like the average person can't really see how that connects with uh, saving you know like the this this mission of disposal um, uh, supposedly public health right like that doesn't really align with the mission of public health public safety. So I just want to say something real quick here. Um, you had mentioned fear everybody's operating in fear. Robert F. Kennedy jr. mentioned this fear and and I want to move in this conversation that I have with you. I want to move out of this vibration really, really quickly because not only are people fearful um, because of the narratives that are coming th- down through mainstream media, you know, the narratives that get oh, the COVID, the Delta der- uh, variant now, or now it's the Mu variant, variant, or um, you know, hospitalizations are up three hundred percent, or you, you know, whatever whatever the fearful messaging is of of the day, like that side of the coin is operating in fear. But people like you and myself, we've been dealing with information that exposes these, these people and organizations for a really long time. And as you know, Ryan, there is a rabbit hole right, that we can all slip into. And I've been talking to more and more people who are also admitting the fear vibration, the fear frequency, and it's the same frequency – Right. But they're doing it because they're afraid of of what these people can do to us. They're afraid of what the future holds. They're afraid of the vaccine mandates. They're afraid of the new world order. They're afraid of the takeover of the bloodlines. You know, they're afraid of of of, you know, this um, mandatory vaccine system that's going to evolve into like every piece of your health care will be mandated. Right. Oh, your vaccine your vaccine just expired. So now you need to get the booster shots. And this year we've added this particular checkup or colonoscopy or whatever it is. Right. You know? And so like, it's just as, it's just as possible to let that side of the story, um, put you in that fear frequency, that fear vibration as it is for people, you know, who are also, you know, perhaps, you know, afraid or whatever, legitimately afraid or not of the COVID situation. So either side of the coin, I think it's absolutely critical that as individuals we find find ways to navigate the situation without letting fear drive us whichever side of the fence we're on. I think think
0: fear has actually been an exceptional motivating thing, at least for me, to to take action, to become more aware. There's this really interesting quote, and uh, this is actually, I watched a video by Larkin Rose, and he brought this up, but I'll relay it as well. He quotes Frederick Douglass, and he says, power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did, and it never will. And it just seems that unless people flat out demand and push back and say, no more, we will not tolerate it, it's going to continue to grow.
1: Uh, Just a couple of things. I mean, what you're saying about fear being a motivating force, sure, it's, you know, you know, it gets you into the fight or flight mode. You know, I think that anger is more motivating. I think that if you can dispel the fear, you know, like I'm a martial artist, I'll step into, you know, training with people and I have to overcome the fear in order to be effective, to battle them and fear isn't necessarily what drives me to the, to the, to the arena, you know, like the desire to win, the desire to be a better person, you know, is what gets me into the arena. But like fear doesn't really help me in that situation, right? I have to be able to, to process that fear and stand in courage. So yeah, as far as how many, how many people, how many percentage, I mean, I think the more important question is like, what, what buttons do you push? Where do you, where do you, where do you put pressure at it? Like, where do you resist? Like, that's the big question for me. You know, I don't think it takes more than one person to change the world. So long as that one person is, is operating doing the right thing in the right place at the right time. I mean, look at, you know, I, I know, but people will know that Gandhi's not, not a saint or whatever, but look at what Gandhi was able to accomplish. You know, look at the, look at the momentum he was able to create, you know, in opposition to British colonialization, right? Look at what Rosa Parks was able to, to, you know, look at what she was able to spark through, you know, a single act of defiance and seemingly some random place on a bus. You know what I mean? So the question maybe isn't like what percentage, the question is perhaps like, where's the right place to push back right now? And, and that question really is, is, it eludes me because we don't have, we don't have, we don't have systems of government in place that respond. Um, you know, we, What is it they say in the constitution? We have the right to redress our grievances. We don't have the ability to redress our grievances in any meaningful way. You know, so I almost feel like, let me say this, let me say this, like, where do I see, where do I see possibility at? Okay. Um, you know, like we're talking today and just earlier today, Joe Biden and, and Jim Psaki, like they, you know, they rolled out their new almost supreme mandates for vaccines, you know, and it was a real interesting, the press conference, because at the, the tail end of the press conference, a reporter asked Jim Psaki, like, hey, what is what happened to, to, to my body and my choice when it comes to vaccines? And didn't Joe Biden say last year that he was not going to mandate vaccines? So we already know that the vaccines don't operate like vaccines. They don't stop transmission. You know, they don't stop people from getting the virus. So basically, what the the federal government's doing is they're pussyfooting it. If it was Stalin or if it was Mao or if it was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not even going to say the H word on your on your program. But if it was any of those, you know, <laughs> yeah. They, they Mussolini or any of the old school big shots who pulled this off and ended up, you know, uh, successfully genociding, you know, tens of millions or hundreds of millions of their own, you know, citizens, citizens and comrades, you know, like they would have already mandated this stuff a long time ago. You know what I mean? They would have already you know, showed up at your door and doing this. But the, the this this phony democratic system that we have is is going about it like through backdoor angles. What they're trying to do is they're trying to put pressure on not trying to they're very effectively putting pressure on businesses as well as a lot of like the the nation's elite you know terry mcauliffe and stuff i saw i saw he was you know like dnc operator with you know the the clintons and whatnot i saw him speaking of clips saying that how yeah he's telling all of the business owners that he knows that they need to be putting pressure on their employees they need to be putting vaccine mandates in place so they're 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 what they're attempting to do, and it's working, you know. What they're doing is, you know, basically taking the responsibility that a good dictator, or like a legitimate, you know, if 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 Joe Biden was a tyrant with actual balls, he would have already, you know, you know, rolled it out. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have the nuts to do this, um, you know, and partly because they're they're compromised. I mean, look at look at the governor of uh, um, New York. Was it Cuomo? Right? I mean, this guy's out there trying to roll out everything he can think of. It turns out like he's in the background harassing. Uh, women in committing crimes that supposedly the left is, uh, you know, the left finds abhorrent. Right. So where where can a person put pressure? Well, the pressure is coming down. It's going to be coming down through corporations. They're going to try to take away your income. They're going to try to take away your insurance. They're going to try to take away your ability to work, you know, and and the economy can't survive that. And I think that's part of actually the, the plan of the Great Reset is to instigate a collapse to, um, you know, to, to, uh, give space for the great reset to occur. But so th- the way, the place that I see that perhaps people can, can actually exercise some common sense and logic and rationality to this is, is through approaching their employ- employers in a way. And I've heard, uh, John Rappaport talk about this. I've seen Catherine Austin Fitz of Solari.com uh, talk about this, but, Ryan, businesses are designed to make money. That's what they do. They are money. With, if there's not a revenue-generating operation, uh, you know, there's not a successful revenue-generating endeavors going on within the business, the business, there's no reason for the business to, to exist. It's not like that with government. Government can spend and spend and spend and spend and lose all the money they need to and through the power of force that they have, through the military, through the police, through the legal system, through the judicial system, through the penal system, through the fact that we have the largest prison population the planet Earth has ever seen. So they could they can spend beyond their means and they can keep running deficits forever. And well, ever for right ever. now,
0: and as, as they're printing out money, and it's like yeah. essentially in the government. Well, the private sector, it's like you have to be really good, and if you're successful, you're will rise the top. Whereas if you're, the, if you're in the government, if you are if you are stupid, you fail upwards.
1: You know. Let me let me tell you let me tell you just let me finish what I was sure. I wanted Sorry. to say about Catherine Ross Fitz and John Rappaport, like. Their approach, and I'm seeing more people talk about this, is like take that approach, the business approach to your employer when you're presented with these vaccine mandates. You know, hey, cool, it's great, Mr. Employer. Like, I sure do like my job and everything, and I like being part of this, I like contributing to this organization that you have. Uh, and I see that you want me to get a vaccine. Cool, and I understand why you want me to do that. Okay, cool. Well, who's going to pay for my, uh, who's going to pay for any vaccines injury? Who's going to hold liability for that? Now they say that the vaccine companies can't be be held liable. And they say that the government can't be liable. But what if someone in the process, what if the person that is administering the vaccine made a mistake? What if they gave me a dirty needle? Or what if they gave me the wrong amount of the vaccine? Or what if the lot of the vaccine that I had wasn't uh, stored properly, it wasn't refrigerated properly, or what if it turns out like that the vaccine lot that I got had the stainless steel stuff that they just discovered that's killing people in Japan right? what if it turns out that, that and I get a serious injury and can no longer work for you and no longer support my family, how does that work so let's get all this stuff nailed down, I want this all contractually spelled out between myself and my employer uh, before I go get this vaccine and and the point that Catherine Austin Fitz makes is that that businesses don't have answers for this they're not prepared for this, right? So if you approach a business in this way, they don't know what to say. They don't they'll, they'll go to their legal departments, the legal departments departments won't know how to answer it. And they will look at it as a question of the bottom line and they won't know what to do. And I think that that's I want to say that that's possibly even bigger than a stalling te- te- technique because it's going to put it's going to put pressure on HR people, on CEOs and businesses while they see their revenues already declining because of lack of business because they've been shut down because they're only allowed to serve the vaccinated portion of the population. So to put that additional financial and legal stress on them by saying, Hey, in you know, order, if I want to keep my best employees, you know, that we're asking the best and bright employees to stand up and, and, you know, approach this with common sense and, and, and rationality. If my best and brightest people aren't willing, to get willing to, you know, are, are asking me these tough questions. And we know that the, 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 the employment market is absolutely upside down. We cannot find good people. Nobody wants to work. Is it really in the best interest of my business to mandate this for my good people? And I think that's really like, I'm calling on people out there. If you do work for companies, you know, this is, this is, this issue has arrived in my own household. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're dealing with this, but um, I personally work for myself, um, you know, but if you if you work for a business and you have the intelligence and the wherewithal, please, I beg you, people look in the mirror and say now's the time to just like reach down and grab the little bit of courage that I have sitting there at the bottom of the tank left and just go just go put it on, calm myself down and have a rational discussion with my employer and ask them if it makes sense for them financially and legally to put me in the situation that they're asking me to be in.
0: It's one idea. I mean, absolutely. And it's kind of strange that you have so many people. I remember it was very hard some time ago to find a job. And now there's just a lot of jobs out there. People don't want to work. It's just strange that you have this idea of not working as being virtuous. And you have this idea of being in fear. And that's a virtue right now. And the idea of not wanting to say anything and not wanting to speak. Well, that's a virtue right now. It's just weird.
1: Yeah, you know look, that's the promise. That's the promise of uh, authoritarian governments of any flavor, fascist, communist, whatever you want to call them. And you know what, what we're, what we're stepping into, what we're being like pushed into right now isn't going to be communist. It's not going to be fascist. It's going to be something totally new and something, you know, something that's basically built on all of the, the, all of the lessons of the past, you know, how many thousands of years and then added, added the power of technology to it. So we're not we don't know like we don't have any experience with what they're rolling out for us okay but that's that's the dream that's the promise of all you know ism state statehoods right like they they want to um, create a sense of dependency they want to create dependence like they don't want free motivated inspired people operating with ingenuity and that's like that's why like regulatory governments and all of the you know all of the agencies that regulate everything that they that everything that a person could possibly do um, that's why they're there. They're there to to steal our natural drive for innovation, for freedom, you know. And and man, like that's really what the promise of America was, what it's been for so long, you know. Like I typically don't speak about this kind of stuff in uh, you know jingoistic or nationalistic terms, but you know, when I really, I've read a lot of history, I've studied a lot of history. You know, my family goes back into you know communist Poland and stuff like that. So I I I understand the stakes right and so now we're 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 basically moving into something completely new and you can't they you can't take us there unless we're disempowered and so like all of these agencies and everything are designed to to put roadblocks to put just bumps in the road to make it more and more difficult and less and less worthwhile to achieve our greatest potential dude and you know i don't have the answer for that it's happening on a collective level it's happening on a societal level but dude <laughs> Here's the rub. Here's the flip side of the coin, man. Here's the smile to that frown of the conversation we're having is that I speak with individuals. Like my work has taken a major turn in the last year. I've been helping individuals as a coach. I work specifically with two areas. I work in helping people to find their path to self-mastery. And I work with people – helping people to overcome self-sabotage so they can first get themselves out of the way, get their own unconscious behavior out of the way because the the majority of people – are making decisions and doing things and putting things into their body before the vaccine, whether it's high fructose corn syrup or crappy pharmaceutical drugs or just poison food, people are willingly putting this stuff into their body, even though they know that it limits their potential, even though they know that it slows them down. Why would a person, why would a person do that? Like I wouldn't consciously say, Hey, I want to be awesome, but I'm going to put this thing in me that makes me dumb. You know what I mean? that that defies logic right and so what the state here what the what the the overarching global new world order state or whatever you want to name you want to call it is counting on it's counting on that people are going to forget that they have power there's collective power sure but they forget they they want people to forget that they have power in their own lives they want people to forget that they have creativity in their own lives they want it, they they want people to basically look at the possibilities in their life and feel so small and feel so limited that they don't strive for this and that, you know? So another thing that they do is they, they present false realities to us. Okay. So I've been watching the media for many, many years. All right. And they don't tell you the truth about what people really feel. They create false impressions of what the current um, mood of the public is. Right. So in when I go to mainstream media to evaluate, to listen to the BS that they're putting out there and to kind of get a sense and put my you know, finger to the wind of what they're putting out there, um, it doesn't exactly match up with what I see on the ground. Um, you know, let me give you an example of that. Like, you know, the, the, I'll use Australia again, right? So in Australia, they're rolling out all these mandates for businesses, vaccine passports, all this kind of stuff. Right. And they're telling you that like, you know, there's, there's widespread mainstream support for that, but that the minority is the unvaxxed population. There's the, you know, the anti-vaxxers, like that's the minority that don't uh, want these measures because they don't care about public safety. Okay. Something really interesting happened last week, and Somebody started a Facebook group. Uh, I think it was called Jab or No Jab, some, something along those lines. I think if you put in a, a, a hashtag, Jab or No Jab Australia, you'll probably be able to find this unless it's been removed, which I'm certain it's going to be removed. But the page is called Jab or No Jab Will serve, serve You Whatever. And so it went from a couple of hundred view, you know, likes to 10,000 likes in a day and then 50,000 likes in a day and a half and then you know, 500,000 likes in two days, uh, that sort of thing. And what it is, it's basically business owners from all parts of Australia saying, hey, um, Jab or No Jab, we'll do business with you. Uh, right. Like we don't care what your medical records are. We feel like that's uh, your own personal business and we don't feel like it's our right or our responsibility, or even in our interest to inquire about your medical history when you enter the door to our businesses. So you'll, you'll see people that run like, uh, you know, a fishing charter business. And they say, Hey, if you don't have the jab, you're welcome to come here and go fishing with us. If you've had the jab, you're welcome to come fishing with us. And then you'll have like a carpet dealer or something in another part of Australia or say, Hey, You know, old Sammy's carpets, we've been in business for 45 years. And I tell you what, we sure don't care whether or not you have the jab or not. You come right on in our doors and we'll help you out and get you what you need. So, like, that's what I see. I see that there's really two realities. And the reality that's being presented is the hypnotic, phony, false perception reality. And that's why, like, it's critically important for people to understand To understand the power of the influence of the mind that the social engineers and that the media organizations have been developing scientifically, researching, studying, you you know, with with unlimited resources to try to find out the hackable points inside the human mind. And they know the hackable points inside the human mind. They know that between the the, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind all they have to do is just in, introduce a critical factor of fear a critical factor of something emotion based right they just tap they just pull on your heartstring in some way in other words they 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 sideline the, the rational mind by imagery symbolism of fear fear of loss fear of death fear of um, you know loved ones you know whatever fear of whatever and once that gateway is open to the subconscious mind, and they can program people with anything that they want. And this is what people need to understand. As a human being, you can use all of the techniques that they're using against you on yourself, for yourself. And if you don't understand how this works, if you don't don't see how it works, if you don't get it, there are countless examples. And our favorite ones to use, people who do the kind of work that I do, is we use hypnotists, stage hypnotists. A mentalist, those performers who can go up in front of an audience and pull off what seems to everyone else to be a, a, a miracle, but all of a sudden they can stand in front of an audience and give a presentation, and within ten minutes, three hundred people end up, um, you know, autonomously drawing the same picture on a on a piece of paper and holding it up to the screen at the same time, and everybody's jaw drops because all of a sudden everybody just somehow had the same image come up inside their mind. They all thought they were being original. Uh, but the mentalist knows what the social engineer knows. It knows it knows how to use, you know, knows how to access the subconscious conscious mind through, uh, through, through breaking through with fear and other emotions, and through repetition of symbolism and imagery. And that's what you're dealing with. And if, until people understand that they're not making these decisions, you know, for themselves. Until people understand that, like, like we're not going to get anywhere. We're still under a spell. So. I'm not sure how you break this on a mass level. Maybe it's I on an
0: individual it. level. I mean, we, we just had right. a real powerful metaphysical teacher on Chris Krepsik and Dylan. One thing he mentioned is something I've been talking with some of my other friends who are like uh, psychics, very powerful. I, I say that they're mm-hmm. very intuitive. Right. They say that a lot of this stuff is actually – it's not it's nothing about mind control. It's actually about possession and a lot of people – or under like some kind of they have entities that are kind of like got their ears and they're hooked on to them or something. Because I was asking like, why do some people, uh, how, why have they not been affected by it? I mean, they've been exposed to the same stuff and some people, you know, not necessarily consider rebels. They're just average people who just didn't, you know, get wrapped up in this thing. And well, why did it happen? Maybe because they had some kind of protection around them and that, you know, maybe they weren't meant to, to experience this. It's just strange.
1: Let's talk about that. And I'm I'm really, really glad that you brought that up. Okay, really, really glad, Ryan. That is so important to talk about because my personal experience, like the things that have brought that have brought me towards greater and greater levels of awakening and self-actualization in my own life, have been pretty far out. You know, like I I personally don't know too many people who've had as deep of experiences um, with plant medicine, shamanisms, and working directly with you know indigenous shamans of Africa and of the Amazon. As I have I don't know I don't know too many people who have who have as much experience as I have working inside these traditions and helping people you know guests tourists um, seekers go through these experiences okay that's a pretty far out experience right you know if I go to explore the uh, the inner domains of uh, ayahuasca and you can see this folks look up the paintings of uh, Pablo Amaringo if you look up his paintings you'll see like he's actually able to paint, the realms that anybody can see when they take the medicine ayahuasca. You'll see at the bottom of his paintings, you'll see, uh, you know, some uh, uh, people dressed in normal clothes sitting around a campfire with a pot on it. Behind them is like a shaman. Behind them is like, um, you know, more like shamans decorated in in old robes and, you know, uh, uh, like tall feathered caps and these sorts of things. Then you'll see outside of that the spirits of the forest. Then you'll see the line that separates, the veil that separates, you know, and then – and in the language that I'm familiar with with these traditions, they call it the pinta, right? This is the, the barrier, this is the colorful barrier that exists between the, the two worlds, right? So Pablo Amaringo is actually able to paint this stuff. So you'll see the pinta, and beyond the pintas, the creatures, you know, the 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 uh, temples and the UFOs and like these these temples that rise up into heaven, where the celestial immortals and and the you know the highest vibrational beings in the cosmos live and exist. Okay. That's pretty far out stuff, right? Most people can't grasp that. Most people can't wrap their head around that. I, can't, with, I
0: love this. I wanna I wanna see more of this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, excellent. You should, we should, we should, I'll send you some some uh, just images of him. You can post it maybe with this please this podcast. But but listen, here's what I wanna say, right? So the metaphysical teachers that, that says this is about demonic possession, dude. I have seen personally a couple of cases of legit, what I would say is legitimate demonic possession. Okay. So I know from my personal experience, uh, and I'll be honest, one of them was even on myself. I've seen in personal experience how demonic possession, uh, works, how it can work, uh, how it can, you know, climax, if you will. And most people are not demonically possessed. And even if they were, most people aren't operating in a space where if you approach them on that level, that makes sense to them. Like they can't wrap their minds around it. Okay, so let's say theoretically that most of the people are demonically possessed. Okay? All right. You know, whatever. Like I talk to people that, that are well, fully they, they, convinced did, of this.
0: they get something in them. I mean, I don't know. I. They, but they,
1: listen, get, listen, yeah. listen. Right? People, What we're dealing with, right? We're dealing with an organization that's trying to pull the blanket over the entire human race. Right? We need to wake up we need to actualize a whole lot of people. And that's why I'm really finding like the power of what I have to offer in this world is that I've seen these far out things. I know that they're real, right? But there's a Delta between here and what's going on in the average lives of the ordinary person. Who's all of a sudden finding themselves waking up in the morning to uh, a, you know, an email saying, Hey, you have to have your vaccine in order to keep your job. In other words, most people are in the 3d reality. They're not ready to talk about demonic possession. They're not ready to talk about, Um, archons they're not ready to talk about reptilians you know they're not ready to talk about you know ancient bloodlines and they're not even they're not even ready to talk about the crazy weird uh, layers and stuff that the Pope has that look like you know reptiles and serpents like they're not ready for that they're not ready for Illuminati symbolism they're not ready to process the fact that 90% of the pop stars and actors out there are all photographed covering one eye they're not ready to grasp they're not ready for the significance of what that means but what they can sense is that they're not living up to their potential, whether it's demonic possession or whatever. They can sense that they're being shafted in life. They can sense that in their heart, they know that they're just as good as any of these other high achievers that they're watching on podcast. They know in their in their heart and soul that they have just as much as potential as all these fancy business and entrepreneur people who are out and spreading this message of you can you can conquer the world with your message and everything. Like they know that. Everybody knows. That they have infinite potential, and so I think that some people are working in the realms of demonic possession and doing great work, and it's helping the people who who are able to meet them on that level. But, dude, look around, man. People aren't ready for that. People are people are ready to wake up. People people are, people are I, ready to stop poisoning themselves. People are ready to stop standing in their own ways, dude. And that's where that's where I can help.
0: I don't. I feel that I feel that more of us should have some justifiable anger and justifiable. Mm. Um, you know, pushback against those who continue to remain asleep because those who continue to remain asleep, who do not wish to engage, I think that collectively speaking, they're holding everyone else back because they should be questioning and they should be challenging.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's clear that like um, you know we tried that and the channels for doing that have been you know uh, removed from us. Like we're not allowed to play ball in those arenas. Okay, so we, we tried using the same you know methods they did: news, information, um, interviews, whatever you know. Like we can't reach people organically right but look man dude god the cosmos the great spirit you know the energy source whatever you want to call it that guy whoever's up there like woman who whatever it is whatever color whatever you imagine that the source of all of this in amazing experience to be like apparently that person loves an underdog story <laughs> okay <laughs> so We're the underdogs right now, right? So you you talk about justifiable rage and anger. Well, you know how what's the what's the healthiest way to express that? You know, like it's it's to stand in the arena, right? You know, I'm a martial artist, right? That's been a big part of my life and a big part of my awakening. You know, like I can't (laughs) to use some to use some Star Wars references here. You know, Luke's not going to win the battle. Right, unless his 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 intentions are pure, unless he's you know he's not going to be able to win the, the the lightsaber fight against the emperor or whatever it is you know you know the, the idea is that that he has to be coming from a place of of pure intention. He can't be ruled by emotion. Okay, like if if the emotion of anger, any other emotion takes over, like he's lost the battle. Okay, um, right now. If you look at how the society is being organized, especially with social media, like the emphasis on emotional reaction over intellectual reaction or reasoning, is vast. I mean, it's massive, right? You know, I mean, just look at—we all know that Facebook has been engineered, like, like developed and engineered by you know, um, programmer social engineers who literally look and test and look and test and look and test. How can we? how can we influence people's behavior in, a, in, in the way that's desirable to us? And the answer to that is by, by removing logic, right? And placing emphasis only on emotion. That's why there's emojis and not logicies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of a stupid saying I just made up. <laughs> it but,
0: makes a lot of sense.
1: But you know what I mean? There's emojis for everything, right? You can express yourself without even using words, Ryan. You don't have to use language. Anymore language is an expression of the intellect. You don't have to use that to communicate anymore. They're they've engineered the systems. The systems don't have to be that way. Right. The systems could just as easily be designed and where everybody has to type, you know, everybody's required to type 22 words per minute or 27 words per minute or else they can't participate. It could be designed in any possible way. But the way that it's designed is the way that the media operates. It's all designed to to trigger emotion right to to get you thinking from an, an, an emotional baseline. So in that regard like dude Larkin's right, you know, maybe not maybe not for the reason that you originally think. I think I think Larkin Rose is right because um facts aren't going to change somebody's mind right now, right? Like more research isn't going to change somebody's mind right now. Like have you noticed that? Like there's no more like evidence doesn't have um, legitimate evidence, backed up resources, uh, you know, original sources. Um, you know, none of this stuff has any meaning anymore. it's no. all been it's all been replaced with feeling. Yeah. Okay. So, in, in that sense, Larkin's absolutely right. You're not going you're not going to make any headway with people by explaining, you know, logically, rationally, laying out your values system, and you know, asking for you know careful consideration as to which you know which value system is 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 perhaps better for their life because that's a rational conversation that would require logic that would require common sense and that's been uh subverted like that's been definitely like uh replaced with emotional based based thinking you know and it's like you've seen this coming man with all the social justice warrior bs like people can just get out there and scream and get their way that's no accident you know, it's no accident. Like, you don't have to put those people on the news, but the fact that those people get, you know, nonstop mainstream coverage for their efforts—you know, their their childish, <laughs> purely emotional, completely devoid of logic uh, um, um, ways of yeah. yeah there's in an infantil-
0: infantilism. I, sometimes
1: I'm, infantilism, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and Mentally. that's promoted. It's allowed, whereas like our our research isn't allowed. Our you know our intellect isn't allowed. They don't want that. Yeah. You know? you know, they'll fact check anything. They don't care, man. If they don't want to hear it, they'll fact check anything and just call it wrong. I mean, you know, my friends at Collective Evolution, I know that like, I see them still fighting this battle with the fact checkers, you know, and I commend them for it and they're trying to work their ways around it. But dude, like, dude, that's an end. That's a, that's dead. We already know that like the fact checkers aren't going to budge. Like they're not actually checking facts, you know, and, and a simple example of this, this that I like to use is that if I posted a, a story, a story called um. This is what The Great Reset is about. And all I do is quote World Economic Forum data. And all I do is put up uh, marketing pieces for this actual program called The Great Reset. And all I do is put up video clips of the guy, Klaus Schwab, talking about it. If I post that onto social media, it will come with a fact check warning. If it doesn't get removed, it will come at least with a fact check warning. And the fact check warning will say something like, um, the, no, this is, this is partly false or it lacks something like, no, the great reset isn't a program to control the human race. That's opinion. That's not fact. And they're not fact checking anything. So you know, just to, just to supplement my point that logic and reason have left the building you know and i i want to appeal to people i want to connect with people and resonate with people from a heart vibration from a truth vibration from a vibrational understanding not from a logical or rational understanding because i think dude that still cuts through
0: mr dylan charles thank you so much for being with us today you can learn more about dylan by going to his website at DylanCharles.com. thank you so much dylan Love and beer hey! Take it care and thank you so much for listening